0: You can tell everybody, go ahead and tell everybody, I'm the man, I'm the man, I'm the man, yes, I am, yes, I, am yes, I am, I'm the man, I'm the man, I'm the man. Welcome to As A Man Thinks Podcast. Our purpose is to positively building men, both young and seasoned. Our goal is to positively impact the lives of men and the effects that impact has on their lives, families, and communities. As A Man Thinks wants to leave a legacy that will last a lifetime. Get ready to be encouraged, engaged, and challenged. In this podcast, you will expect to know what men go through. Hear us laugh, cry, share our personal challenges in this walk of life, as a man thinks. He even got no hairline. trying to take home, like, like George Jefferson, all he got is inside. We we lighted the building. Ain't even no structure there. I I want you don't need to come, you come on. You come on, shave my hair, bro. No, you don't even have a hairline, bro. I don't have a hairline, but I I shaved my head, bro. That's why you got the hat on. because You're getting the line pushed back. Bro. See, your boy, bro, see it yes. it. the boy back, Yes. Got the hairline. Got the beard. <laughs> oh, <you're> very full <laughs> on. He's, He's got everything. He's right. got everything. Hey, y'all, we are uh live again coming to you. We're going to do something here called WTF. And for all y'all thinking real greasy, no, we're not saying what we're actually going to talk about where <laughs> the father's at. So, when we say WTF, where the father's at, the main subject is going to be does fathers really matter, right? So, we look at society, uh, a lot of us are probably raised by single parents, um, at least I know I was. Although, my father wasn't my life. Um, So I think it makes a big difference when you have a father in a home. I actually got to stay with my grandparents for years and was raised primarily by my grandmother and my grandfather. So having that different dynamic in the home matters. But again, this is Deshaun Brown, uh, Vice President of As A Man Thinks. We have Courtney Dennis, President of As A Man Thinks. Carrie, treasurer. or uh-huh. that is a million things. So yeah, so we want to cut you off and just say, why do fathers matter? We just want to have a real discussion. Um, just open any questions about why fathers matter. So, so man, I, I would say this, man. So about a year or so ago, I lost my life. Mm-hmm. Uh and um, that was probably one of the. I wouldn't say one of them. It, it was the most devastating thing that ever happened in my life. Um, I really felt tons of emotions, felt like I didn't even know how I was gonna even make it. Um, you know, I contemplated, you know, taking myself out multiple times. Mm-hmm. Um just was very, very hurt. Um the thing that I believe that kept me was the fact that Beyond losing my father, I had a responsibility to be a father. Uh, and so with me having, you know, sons and daughters, it put me in a position where I knew how bad it hurt me to lose my father while I ever put them in the situation uh, and hurt them the way that I was hurt? Um, my dad lived for like, 70 years. Uh, he was seven years old, died of cancer. Um, it was very, very quick, um, and you know it was it was it was dramatic. But by the grace of God, I'm still here. I'm still kicking, uh, and I do understand that fathers play such a huge role. And I think by losing mine, it really made me be more focused around, you know, preparing my kids for their destiny, like my dad prepared me. So um it's a tough subject for me uh, just because you know uh, the, the the relationship that I had with him um I currently have that tight relationship with my kids while I was going through that whole process I kept saying man maybe I shouldn't have loved him as much. you know, maybe I shouldn't have had such a tight relationship because maybe it wouldn't hurt as bad as it's hurting right now. Um, but in the same token, that's a whole other selfish thing to think as well, because that relationship I cherish so much. Uh, and it made me cherish my relationship with my kids now uh more than ever because you know nobody knows, you know, today and tomorrow, people leaving and, you know, building that relationship with their kids and you know, leaving a legacy is something that uh, we must all do. Uh, For me, I think uh, being a father is big. Uh, I guess like Courtney, uh, but also not like Courtney, I lost my father too. But I lost my father when I was 13. So at a very pivotal point in my life, I lost my father where you start talking about sex and just how to be a man. You know, I did. He was in my life until I was 13. Um, so I missed that part of it. I missed maybe having those conversations about being in, or I didn't get that speech about how to conduct myself in the interview, or I didn't get that speech about how to police or credit or whatever. My mom did the best that she could, but I think sometimes fathers are look, I think um, as a father, you definitely play. A very pivotal role in your children's life, whether you are the disciplinarian or whatever role that you play. Um, So, for me, being 13, it definitely impacted my life. I I think I was in the seventh grade, almost failed my seventh grade year, but my teachers and stuff understood that they had a whole lot of makeup work, so I could keep on going. But um, I definitely wish. that I had him at times so I could ask him different questions. Um there was nobody else to take his place. Uh my mom definitely she walked out. She did the best that she could Uh, of course on the the last podcast. So make sure that you listen to the last podcast you'll hear about my mom in that situation as well. So make sure you continue to watch us so uh because we be dropping some nuggets on here. So um, me as a father, I feel as though it's definitely an important role. I definitely have a relationship with all of my kids, and I plan on keeping that relationship and being open and honest about any and everything that I possibly can because I don't want them to get the information from somebody else. It might not be the right information. I'd rather them come to me as a man, and I'll do the best that I can to guide them in any situation. And if I don't know, I'll find the answer. or we'll figure it out together, whatever. So. Fathers are definitely overlooked, and I think that uh, people need to recognize that you know fathers are definitely important, and not just a financial piece. You know, fathers impact lives more than just the financial part of it. We can talk, we get emotional. We can we can provide because what we're supposed to do, but there are other holes that we as well. And Kyrie's always emotional. So. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. I think that's because he was raised primarily with his mother, so he kind of had <laughs> that female difficulty. Like, oh, you know, where he's emotional. Oh, you know, really emotional that. Real you know, he got 13 years of his father, so, you know, he missed a lot of years where he had a woman really guiding him. <laughs> we understand. We understand. understand. Oh, okay. So real talk, for me again, I uh, I did have the privilege of being raised by, my, by both my grandparents. I said, my uh, you know, my mom did a great job, but she understood. Young, know, she, was, I'm my mother's only child. She knew early she wasn't gonna be able to raise a boy by herself. And then she was working, doing other things such as you know, a lot of young people. Mother had me at 19, so you know, here I am, five six years old. She's 24, 25. You know. You trying to still do some things to learn your own self. So the best decision I felt that happened for me was being raised by my grandparents. And you talk about, you know, I still have some mature things and you at an early age. I got that. Um and I love Ella Bay, Charlie Brown. I love them. You know what I'm saying? I love that I got to have that part of it. And I got to I didn't feel like I was the only child because I got to chill with cousins and got with other family members. So I grew up with two of my girls' cousins, niece you know, they felt like they were my sisters for years, um, but then it, my dad was a part. So you know, I never want to make it seem like my dad was a part because he was there. Uh, especially as I got older, um, one of the things I clearly remember with my dad is uh, my dad used to have this red BMW, and I remember to five forty, and I remember uh, just being in the car with him, listening to him talk. And I remember one of the biggest things was I worked for two different projects in Boston, and I remember. BMW sitting in the middle of the street, double park, windows down, us just talking. And in my mind, I'm thinking, he ain't worried about nobody jacking him, he ain't worried about none of that. And it was just, you just didn't have those cares. But for me, it really helped me. And I mean, we would spend hours just talking about whatever. If I had a question about something, he would answer. If I thought about something he would answer. And um, it really built the relationship with us that we still have to this day. Uh, I know both of my brothers lost their fathers. It helps me to just appreciate that I still do have my father and to make sure I show him that as often as I need to because it makes a difference. Um, but we have found that, like I said, my grandfather, other other people play that role as fathers, right? So um, so Kyrie, I know you lost your dad at a young age, but the outside of your mom, you know, moms play a role that they shouldn't have to. And ladies, please don't take this away. I'm not saying that you can't be a father. Some of y'all have to play that role more than you need to. Right. But have there been other role models that you all have felt filled in that role to be a father, whether it's a coach, an uncle, um, teacher, whoever? Was there somebody else that you could be like, man, that, that person really helped me and that really that person really mattered when it comes to having that father feeling more? Like, uh, I mean, I guess for me, I mean, the closest I can get to is probably my, my dad's brother, who's the, who's my uncle, um, I mean, I could at least call him you know, when I didn't know some things or something like that, but as far as just another person. So like my mom, my grandpa, well, my mom's dad died like two years after my dad died. So my grandpa wasn't able to feel that, that void of the man either. So it was just me, my mom, and I had some uncles, but not really that relationship built like I did with my uncle too, which was my dad's brother. Um and in in general, like my dad's side of the family, I don't I don't really know them. I know my uncle Timmy and my mom. He got six other siblings, but that family is just a whole other story. We're gonna do a whole other podcast on just my side of the family. So for me, my uncle may have filled the void a little bit, but not really. My mom really, really did. Hold it down. So, uh, for me, that's 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 what it is. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think that, and and I can be biased, okay. I mean, I think it's very hard for a woman to teach a young man how to be a man. I mean, I'm not saying women can't do it. You know, we got some super women out there that make things happen. But I think it's a very, very difficult thing for a woman to teach a man how to be a man, you know. A woman don't hold the things that men have. I mean, at the end of the day, I mean, this is a perfect example of, you know, uh, a man-man and a sensitive you, We give you the perfect example right here, you know. (laughs) You're you, a man man right here. Don't you cry to somebody that cries all the time. I say, it's okay. Bro. It's okay. He's sensitive, right? But, you know, but serious, you know. I don't believe it. Cody, 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 Cody cries. I cried this morning. You know, okay? I cried anymore, man, you know? I ain't gonna lie, but uh, no, I'm, I'm just messing with it. But I, I really do believe that, you know, it takes a man to instill certain things into a young man um, to prepare him for his future. Right. And we're talking about sons right now, but even daughters, right? Right. Yesterday, I took my daughter, I had to privilege to take my daughter out and date. And, you know, I remember opening the door for her, and when I opened the door, there was flowers So after we went and we had dinner at a place she loves, but as we were going home, when we were getting in the car, you best believe, what you the first thing she did when it was time to get back in the car? She waited by the back of the car for me to go and open that door, because in her mind, she's expecting, okay, this is what I should have, and, and again, it made me even think that I probably don't do it for my wife yet as much as I need to, but... I'm going to be honest with you. That's probably the part that I missed out on. I've yeah. never done it. Sorry, guys. I ain't never opened the car, though. I never opened the house, though. The grocery store, though. No doors was open on my part. I just watched them walk in. You know what? My wife do it sometimes. She'll sit in the passenger side of the car, and then I'll get out the car and walk around, and I'll just look at her in the passenger side until she get out. She waited on me to come open the door, but I'm not. So I, I missed that part. Missed that part because last, last time I checked, hands were just like mine. I got out my card, though nobody came to open my door. So I don't know why it's special for them. So you know she's gonna see this like <laughs> sensitive. <laughs> but real talk, though. I mean, again, so why do fathers matter? So in a lives of our children, we know that, right? Both sons and daughters. Um, and we talked about people that played that role. Courtney brought us something that's really important. And again, ladies, we're not stepping on toes here. We're just being honest. It's not fair that you have to play the role of a father. It's just not fair. Um, we know society since, you know, back in the 50s or 60s, where the goal was to really remove the man from the home, right? Mm-hmm. And whether you want to say it was government, wherever it is, that's fine. But it was successful. Right. It was successful where now fathers to be even you know, I grew up with public assistance and with public assistance, you couldn't really have a man in the home. If a man was in the home, then you wouldn't qualify for certain mm-hmm. so, yeah. so I don't want to sit on that. It, it is single men out here. Right. And they're raising a family as well. Right. But I think that in our society. Even though the woman can't necessarily be a man, I do think that the woman gets a lot more help than what a man gets, because at the end of the day, if I'm a male, I'm expected to go out there and work. I would say with that, too. Why I can't go get some food stamps, or why I can't go, you know, give me a, a Section 8 voucher or whatever, I can't go to work. But the woman, on the other hand, she can go and get that assistance to kind of help, you know, with the... With the family so sometimes i don't think it's all fair and and again just like the single mothers, the single father's out there and and i think sometimes it may be harder for the single fathers to try to make identities it seem like yeah, it's not a comparison thing but i was wondering since you had said something about well women, again I said, we're as a man thinks right as you know, a man thinks right. so as a man what is the expectation for a man right it's not to really sit under assistance and get assistance now again there's some people that need assistance there's disabled people, there's different situations where certain people, but if you think about it, the man's responsibility for the most part is provide, right? Mm-hmm. So if a man's supposed to provide, you think about, you know, assistance and things of that nature, typically they're going to provide it to the woman far superiorly than they do to the man, because in the in the mindset of to me and society is, well, why can't you go out there and produce? Right? I would say the man don't eat, man don't work, he don't eat. So you can't go out there and produce. Why not? But then yeah. if they're seeing adventure one without reporting. Right. But right. I, I will tell you, I, I think about this in a couple of different ways. So I have daughters. And when my was growing up and I would try to do their hair, it was horrific. It was horrific. I'm talking about I got I got ponytails see, and Look, no, I, uh, I got a ponytail that I've been pulled back and this tucked to the <laughs> side. You know, and my daughter looking at me like, Daddy, thank you so much because they're so proud. But you know, you messed that girl hair up. <laughs> you know, it's jacked up, right? Um, but I think about the fact uh how her mother could just whip something together very quickly and it looked great. You know, and I just didn't have that ability. So even when you look at you know, uh, a single male raising a daughter. I feel like a daughter needs a mother. There's conversations that need to be had. When my daughter first uh, started her cycle, Mm how do you think i dealt with that? I don't know how to deal with that. I've never had a cycle. You know, I don't know what to do. I mean, first of all, she was extremely embarrassed to even know that I knew that she was on her cycle. You know? But that was something that she was able to confine in her mother very easily. Because why? Her mother been through it. She knows what happened. She knows what she has to do. She knows, hey, we got to go to the store and we got to get, you know, medicine for your cramping. We got to go to the store and we got to get, you know, tampons or whatever, right? And it was a real easy conversation. But with me, it was a struggle. And I think sometimes when you look at uh, a woman that's trying to raise a man, you run into those same things. Because right. how can a woman sit there and talk to you about sex or talk to you about yeah. weird dream you yeah. had? Talk to you about jacking yeah. off. You right. know, whatever. Right. You know what saying? orgasm and stuff. You don't want to talk to your mama about that. You know, especially a guy, he do not want to talk to his mama about right. getting a nut. He right. don't want to do that. Right. You know what I'm saying? So it's very uncomfortable. So I think that. That's where that father comes into play where, all right, son, here, talk to me. You know what you got going on? Okay, all right, I, I see I see what you got going on. You like this girl. Okay, all right, let's talk about that. Right. Let's talk about the fact that you have urges to want to touch her in certain ways. Let's talk about you have urges of, you know, you want to do things with her that maybe you know you're not old enough to be doing. You know, but it's an easier conversation coming from me to my son than him having a conversation with his mother. So what I'm hearing, just to make sure is this balance, right? Yeah. You have to have balance. So, of course, ladies, we love you. We understand that there's a pivotal role that you play in your children's lives. But understand what we're saying. There's a pivotal role that the father has to play, too. Right. And it takes balance. So what does balance mean? What does that look like with, uh, I know, you know, just to let you know, I've got three kids. Two boys and a girl. we we got four kids since we All believe. Days, All boys. All boys. I, you sure? I'm so funny. I've always checked, you know. Maybe <laughs> add different ones. on. Like, uh, but uh, I think I think he do that for tax purposes. Oh, uh, <laughs> but uh, you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> you know, but you know, but I, I got three girls. <laughs> But I, I know, right? They, they, you know, I, I got three beautiful girls. Um, and I have two sons. Um and and really being able to play the part of impacting my daughter's lives as well as my son's lives, I feel like I have the best of both worlds. Cause I get to see it on both sides, um, which is something really special. When, we, That's say, my w- when sign. we say WTF, where the father's at, so you see the fathers are right here, right? The fathers are right here. And you got dynamics. You got a, a gentleman who's, you know, lost his father at 13. You got another man who just recently lost his father. You got another man who had a great relationship with his father, but they start off that initially. But the question is, where the father's at, right? Where the father's at? The fathers are right here. And you have a great example of what it means to be a father outside of just our own children. So my question would be this, y'all. We're obviously fathers to our children. Mm-hmm. Right. Now, as a man thinks is powerful because one of our first events we had, we had kids that came in and we did skits. And we did some things about how to approach police. We did some things about uh, how to talk to young ladies and what that looks like for these young men. Um some of those kids either didn't come with their father, but some of those kids weren't our children. So, what roles do we have to play in the lives of kids who, not, not necessarily our own kids? Where do we feel that responsibility? It may not be a neighbor's kid, it might be a nephew or niece. How does that role important in what we do? Yeah, so I would say this I, I've had a privilege uh, to be able to take foster kids in uh, and really be a mentor, a provider, a father that they haven't had. Um, I had the opportunity to take, you know, nephews and, you know, and, and really impact their lives. And, you know, I think that it all, you know, uh, comes full circle um, in, the, in the manner of even the young men that when we had the event that did not have, you know, fathers in their life. You know, I always feel like if you got young men that don't have a man or a father that's guiding him, it puts you in a situation as an opportunity to impact somebody's life. Um, And I believe it's a a God connection. You know, I I believe God connects you with different people um, that he wants you to impact. Um, And I really try hard, if I have young men that in my life that I feel like I could help or encourage, you know, I try to reach out to them often. You know, hey, man, what what you got going on? How you doing? You know, what you thinking about? You know, and build really that relationship because I can't just jump in and be like, all right, listen to me, I'm your dad. They're not going to accept that. But what they will accept is they'll accept you encouraging them in a manner of where I have them then that call me and be like, hey, man, I just got an award for this, so I did that. Man, that's fantastic. How can I support you? How can I help you? How can I be there? And just being present, which is a lot of men lack. Even men that have have uh, I mean, young men that have fathers that are alive may still lack his presence. You <laughs> know what I'm saying? So it, it's crazy the fact because I was in a situation where, and I'm still. I mean, don't get me. A fuck, I work a ton. Okay, I work a ton, and there's multiple things I've missed. When it comes down to my kids, you know, but I try to make sure I'm there for their games. I try to make sure that I'm present. I try to make sure that I am connected with them in a manner where, you know, we're together, we're going places and I'm interacting in their life because I'm a very active father of my kids' life. Um, But I will tell you that most kids just desire the presence of the individual. because they know they're going to get good advice. It's just like me, you know. I lost my father, um, and one of my mentors uh, was able to, before my father passed away, I was in the hospital with him, and my mentor called me on FaceTime, and I gave the phone to my father, and my father spoke to my mentor and said to him, hey, you know, I'm so sorry that I won't be able to go to dinner. Because they had planned to get together and have dinner. He said, I won't be able to go to dinner um, with you. And I really looked forward to that. But unfortunately, you know, God has something different for me and I'm not going to be here. Um, he said, But the one thing I would ask of you is, you know, while you're still here on the earth with my son, please help him, give him guidance. You know, if he's going down the wrong path, correct him right. Um, and I will tell you, my mentor has done that. For the last year and a half, he's reached out to me, called me, he said, hey, you know, I'm proud of you. Hey, your father's proud of you. Just on different motivational things. And just that presence alone uh, made me feel complete in certain areas of my life. So, okay. So same question to you, Kali. Um, Does your influence of uh, being a father uh happened for you outside of your children. Obviously, I know you uh teach. So uh yeah, I can say uh definitely probably more so when I was in middle school down in elementary school. It's a whole lot different, but um definitely in the middle school, um like Courtney said, is it's not about going in and just you trying to move on with a an iron fist. You gotta go in and you gotta build those relationships. They got to see where you come from and, and see that you are authentic, you know. And then, then from there on, you can have conversations with them about whatever. And they'll come to you, and, and then they'll show you stuff, and then they'll bring stuff. And like you said, it'll make them happy to do that. So then now they feel like they have somebody in their life because, again, um, when those when those kids walk through the doors at school, you don't know what they're going to go through. You know, I don't know why they behave release the way it. it could be a ton of things going on. But when they can come in those doors and be happy to see me or happy to tell me something, I feel as though I have accomplished something. You know, the academic side may be a little, yeah, but um they happy to tell me what they did in football or you know, whatever the case may be. So um yeah, uh, I, I, I feel as though I'm impacting some kids, and I, and I will continue to uh, impact kids. Um, Are you talking about being emotional? They don't deal with emotions. They don't deal with emotions. I'm thinking about the same kids' academicism. <laughs> <A> They're <little> academicism. <shaky. laughs> a little shaky. A little shaky, but we get through it. I'm glad it. I wanted to get into that bad class. We get through <laughs> it. <laughs> Why don't you the way about? I'm just, I'm just be honest. I'm, just um, it's, it's I'm gonna be real. <laughs> but bro, I don't know how you are gonna. Ain't yeah, really right. like, looking, right. looking good, right? It ain't looking you're good. Looking uh, the my, you might want to get football to the principal, tell him I lose your football. I don't know, but um, but yeah, uh, it's it's cool impacting the kids. Uh, again, like I said, once you build that relationship with God. Yeah. Um, Sometimes all you can get involved because they bring you so much. What I say for me is um because obviously I love my kids, right? I love them. I love them too. And um you you should. I mean I love my kids. Oh, my but um, you know, one thing I will say is before I had kids, I had a lot of issues especially from my wife's side. So. And I'm gonna give a shout out to my uncles, man. I'm gonna call you all by name so Tyrone. Chubby, Sam, Clint. I got cousins like Terry. I got uncles like Chubby. I got cousins bro, that like, my like Mom. mom <laughs> you got involved in it. We know you got in it. But that's Chubby? Yeah, <laughs> I mean, gonna... that's how yeah, my time. Yeah, Chubby twice. Right. <laughs> yeah. I love y'all. And again, as examples of uncles challenge me. I mean, even Uncle Randy. No, these are some random named George. You know, that's on my mother's side. My father's side, yeah, that's when you see the, the chubby it's the type of eight, But uh, But in all in all honesty, you know, um, as uncles, you know, y'all challenge I remember my uncle put me in a 54 leg lock one time just because yeah, no, nah, just because I was talking records to my grandmother. So it was like, i right, get these, <laughs> <laughs> you some <laughs> I, I listen. But, you tell but, that, Heck yeah. I like, <laughs> <year> <laughs> you know what I'm but again, I got nephews who, you know, for whatever reason, they needed that as well, whether the fathers were there, whether the fathers weren't there. Courtney said something yeah. earlier about you can be there, but not be present, right? You can be there and not have a presence. Mm-hmm. So, there have been times where I had to play those roles, and my nephew's not, my nephew Andy's in lives. So, to me, yeah, it matters. I mean, if you're an uncle, if you're a father, whatever you are, if you're a coach, listen, your role matters. matters. These kids need a man, they need you a man especially if they got a mom at home and they don't have a male influence. They need a man to just step up and be in their life. Someone want to show them something other than one side of the coin. You know what I'm saying? They need that other side of the coin. Some of you youth football coaches out there, don't be trying to play the role model just get with the, get with the mom. I know how y'all do. I'll be seeing y'all out there on the end of the day. We try to get with the mama and let the boy play quarterback. No, he's sorry. He's <laughs> gonna, you try to use my, no, you're gonna be a role model. Be a real, one. be a real. One. Don't be emotional and sensitive like Courtney. Just be a real, one, all right? gonna quarterback trying to get the drop. Right. Listen, that's how you saw it. That's how you see y'all right We oh, see y'all all right. now. Y'all is not in the game for five the playoffs. We ain't one the one complete pass this year. <laughs> but, but, he but he's oh, coach mm-hmm. got a pass at the bottom But he saw it. Coach got a pass at the bottom of Don't hit <laughs> on <handle> that coach. <though. laughs>
1: nah, but real talk,
0: though. The father does matter, but... Uh we got a few other sessions coming up here. We're gonna talk about maybe some toxic masculinity. We see some of that here with uh the sensitive subjects and the you know, believe really all, all all the three of us got some sensitivity issues in ourselves. But and again, we're gonna talk about, you know, you know, but we're gonna talk about that. We're gonna talk about is it acceptable to cry, right? You know, why 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 do we laugh and joke about sensitivity? But does it matter? You know what I'm saying? Do it matter to actually be able to go through some stuff and not make it seem like you can't be emotional.
1: You know, we had a lady
0: yesterday talk about the void of emotion. Mm-hmm. And how That's a lie. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's a goal to make you seem like you can be void of emotion. Void mm-hmm. of emotion. And now that goes into our children, that goes into our families, and our families are missing a part of what they're supposed to have because they feel they don't need that. So, real talk, we've been talking about sensitivity and emotion, but What does that role play as a father? How does that role play? Because a lot of times most people think that ladies or females or moms are supposed to bring that emotional sensitive side. So what do you all see that part in you play in emotions as a father? Man, you know, I would tell you this. uh, I've always been taught by my father. You You don't cry until somebody dies. You know, and I thought to myself, like, okay, so if I I fall off a bike, bruise my knee, break a arm, I can't shed tears? No. And I started to train my kids the same way, you know. um, I would tell my sons, like, what are you crying for? Don't cry. Um. And then I had to really, really stop and think about that. Um, that The most I ever seen my son be emotional when my father passed away. Uh, he was crushed. I mean, he he just he just cried for days, for days. Um, you know, but I had to have conversations with my sons and change the trajectory of what they thought of being a man meant. And what that means is I had preached this whole time don't cry, but you know what? It's okay to cry. You know? And when my son was crying, I told him, listen, there's nothing wrong with crying. You know? Um, Sometimes, as men, we go through so many things. We have so many battles every day. We walk out this house we battle. Especially as an African-American male, we deal with things on a lot higher level than people may even realize, okay? We got some strikes against us. Um, And so you, you gotta really think about the fact of when I'm asking my son to take the traits of being a man, being a man and not crying, that's not bad. My son should be able to cry. He should be able to be sensitive. He should be able to have that natural emotion because crying release a lot of things, especially when God's trying to do certain things in your life. You know, sometimes you got to cry because you got to release. That's why I, that's the one thing I was listening to the pastor say, he said about how every tear that you cry, the Lord knows everyone. He knows how many tears you have shed when you cry. You know, imagine if you never cried and you never showed the emotion. You know and I think showing emotion sometimes brings out that uh it's a healing, you know, of the anger that you have inside of you, or you know, where you want to fight, you want to be mad, and you get emotional, it it, it heals you. It's just my opinion. Uh, as far as me, I think I'm gonna say my part for toxic masculinity. So, yeah, I'm gonna tune back in, you want to do what I got to sensitive. If y'all gotta tune back in if y'all wanna hear what I gotta say about it. But I got to hey I'm gonna be dropping some nuggets from this right. until you come back. You got it, y'all. So yeah, so again, uh I think you heard a lot of things here. Kyrie's already brought up a little bit about what we're gonna talk about on our next subject. It's gonna to be toxic masculinity. When well, you see these two brothers with this bigger than fighting back and forth about who's the most sensitive, we're gonna really see who got the most sensitive. And they're both competitive. We're gonna see who got the most of the next episode. But again. Appreciate y'all being with us as always. Uh, As a man thinks, definitely check out the website and uh, check us out and connect. Peace. Be what I wanna be. It's all work hard at it. I'll be where I wanna be. I know I can. I know I can be what I wanna be. Be what I wanna be. If I work hard at it, it's all work hard at it. I'll be where I wanna be. I'll be where. As a man thinks. To learn how to get connected, support our mission, and become legacy-driven, visit our website, asamanthinks.org, or you can scan our QR code to get connected to our chat. You can also email us at partners at asamanthinks.org. Either way, get connected, be of support, be legacy-driven, thinks.